welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Hello, Essence Learning listeners. We are so excited to have you back with us, and we have a special conversation, and it's about diversity. Um, movies and TV, a dive into America's diversity impact. So um, I'm joined with some fantastic team members of Essence Learning. We have with us Kenitra Heights, aka Kiki, and Robert Lee, aka Bobby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, can you guys uh, give us a, uh, our audience a little bit of background about yourself? We have. Um, Kiki, who is the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Would you like to go first, Kiki? Sure. Hi, and thanks for having me today be a guest on this. But um, like you mentioned here, I'm the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. But my passion lies in in college. I was a theater major uh, with film studies. So I have seen a lot of different films and studied them from the ins and outs. So I'm excited to talk about um, how diversity impacts different movies, films, and those behind the camera as well. So, thanks. Awesome. And Bobby, can you give us a little bit about your background? Um, just to give you a little bit about myself, I'm a leader in Fortune 500 company. I'm a father, mentor, uh, student, and, you know, as mentioned, I, I love movies. Uh, that, that's kind of what I do in my spare time. Uh, and as mentioned earlier, just kind of across the board to see more diversity and more um, discussion around what's going on, um, definitely I'm, I'm, I'm here to talk about it. Yes, I'm sure we all like love movies. I mean, um, do you guys have like a, a special memory of like growing up and going to the movies and stuff like that? Like I'm sure our audience can connect with that. Uh, I think for me is you know, I grew up in a very rural town, and um, we only had one movie theater, and I only had one movie showing. Um, and so if you didn't go to the movies that week, you missed the movie, right? Um, so we would always make sure that whatever movie was playing, that we would go and, and see that movie, so, no matter what. So I think it was different because we didn't have so many options. So you just had to make sure, like, that one movie's out, I'm going to go see that movie. Right. And what about movies that like talk about racial um, equity? Bobby, do you have like a favorite movie? Um, my favorite movie, I think that just kind of resonates and kind of, I guess, establishes purpose for me is uh, Men of Honor. I think it was directed by Robert Tillman. That's what I want to say. He also directed Soul Food. Um, that's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, that's a good movie. I really do enjoy that movie too. But and I also think about some newer movies too that have really taken on the new problems of racial equity that are happening in the world. Um, like Just Mercy is one that I always tend to, to think of because it's really impactful too, so yeah. Yes. Um, can you give us a little bit of premise? I know that you actually wrote in the Perspectives newsletter about Just Mercy. Um, just give our audience a little bit of background about why that movie is so significant to racial equity. Yeah, I think that would be so significant, especially now during that during these times to racial equity, is that it conquers the criminal justice system, right? And it talks about our men of color being locked up in nine out of ten 
prisoners on death row are of color, right? And that's a huge percentage. That's a huge impact to have 90% of men who are going to die be men of color. And half of the time, they're there because they're wrongly convicted, right? And so I think that is especially important. Even though that movie takes place in um, the 70s, I feel like that is still transparent that's going on today as well. Um, and lessons that need to be happening from that movie also about finding that system. And the Equal Justice Initiative that Brian Stevenson, who the movie is based upon, um, does a really great job and he still does work to get those people who have been wrongly convicted out of the prison system and to work hard to get death row inmates out um, of that sentencing as well. So, um, you know, I highly recommend looking up um, Brian Stevenson. There's a documentary about his life too that's on HBO um, and looking at the Equal Justice Initiative. Um, and if you're looking for further resources or teaching on that movie, you can always reach out to EssenceLearning.net. We have actually done a class on Just Mercy um, for lawyers um, who are, you know, wanting some understanding of that is different racial equity that happened and how they can play a part of it too. So always reach out to EssenceLearning.net because um, that's definitely a course that we can teach. That's awesome. I need to take that course. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then I get a chance to watch Michael B. Jordan. I mean, yes, yes. Um, so let's talk about um, the other like shows that we watched growing up, like The Jeffersons and stuff like that. Like sitcoms that really talk like had different hard topics and um, helps mold generations today. I mean, um, for me, I I don't really, um, we have like those, that's the Raven and the Proud Family type shows, but those trailblazer shows, like um, what were those like for you guys? Like what, what kind of TV shows were you watching growing up and you're like, ooh, this, that touched my heart, like I need to. Um, for me, I guess growing up as a kid, one of the shows that I watched was The Jeffersons. Mm -hmm. um, as a family, you know, we used to all go to the living room, sit down. Back then, you only had one TV in the house. You gotta, you have to use the little channel thing to search <laughs> through uh, that sit on the box. So we used to come down to the living room as a family, um, sit down and watch The Jeffersons, and pretty much, you know, just kind of raise awareness on. I guess times at that point, you know, people trying to come up, move up from the east side. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I think for me, being, you know, at, at, at that age, perhaps, you know, kind of sitting with my family, looking at this understanding or not knowing at that point what, you know, it was a show at that point, I was a kid, but as I got older and looked back at it, I think it taught, you know, life's lessons. Mm -hmm. What about the, the Rachel Kleinman as well? I mean, um, can you talk about that? like how TV shows like the Jeffersons really have to, you know, make it an impact in a time where people don't want to have those conversations. Yeah, I think the Jeffersons actually is a really good example because they actually have one of the first interracial relationships that I can remember being on TV. If you remember the, the neighbor Helen and Tom, you know, a black woman, white man, um, and so being young, that's what I remember. It's like, that's the first representative that I see on TV um, that comes on daily where you see an interracial couple, right? And that just doesn't happen then in those times. Mm -hmm. So I think that helped really set forth a path where you can start to see 
blending happening on TV. And there's not just like all, you know, there's still shows that of course, all black cast, all white cast and stuff, but now you can actually see some cast that have interracial relationships and some intermingling going on. So I think that mm -hmm. helped with trailblazing some steps forward too. And then also from a socioeconomic standpoint too, I think it helped with portraying black people as successful mm -hmm. business people who could live in a, didn't they live in a um, penthouse suite? They moved on up, right? So I think that, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I think that kind of helped also, you know, with some, so a look at, you know, moving from shows like Sanford and Son, which is a great show, you know, but it's progress where they could be in a, in the higher socioeconomic standing stuff. Right. And, you know, we had shows like, not just the Jeffersons, but what, what, Good Times, Good Times, like, yeah. and then, um, a different strokes but in the 90s a different world came out and we got to take a look at like what college life looked like and uh, HBCUs and um, what what you know did what problems and struggles that um, black students went through um, was there any um, shows like a different world uh, that impacted uh, your life or any episode that you were like you can remember that really helped that resonated with you um me personally i i can't think of a specific show um but i like you said you know just the culture that college life uh you know with wayne you know just kind of um having that opportunity right um i i think that that was the game changer for me you know it, it made it it's possible, right? Before then, okay, you know, I may do this, I may not do this, but that put it in perspective to where this is possible for us. You know, I can be there. I can get on that type of level, you know, but then again, you know, the factors that come with life, I guess you, you kind of saw those experiences as well. So it gave you that firsthand experience of this may come with, you know, when, when you get there. So as a young black man growing up, um, I, I, I can relate to that. Definitely. It, it gave us like insight into the black experience and those who didn't know, like who weren't black, and they, they were able to kind of see what black people go through. And um, I think that that's so impactful. Just like uh, we're talking about, um, just like um, Hollywood, um, what, do you, what do you think is missing in Hollywood, the lack of representation. I think there's a lot of conversations right now about, you know, new, new TV shows coming out like Insecure and, and other conversations to expand the black experience uh, and really touch on um, race. So uh, what, sh what shows do you feel like are doing that right now in Hollywood? Yeah, I think Insecure is a great example. Right, because that is a show, especially for females, promoting female, black female empowerment. Um, you know, and I think about, I always think about another show, like it's the same premise almost as Sex in the City, but done with more culture and more awareness and more learning, right? But it tends to seem like people don't watch it as much as, and it doesn't have as much popularity as right. Sex in the City does. So there's still some stigma around all black shows that people of all different cultures are not still not watching, 
and Hollywood Today. And they're very successful shows, you know. And I even think about movies, for example, like Girls Trip mm -hmm. came out, right? Girls Trip did well in the, in the box office. It didn't do as well as Bridesmaids. Right. However, the critic score and the audience score for Girls Trip was a higher percentage, mm -hmm. which means that all around it was a better film and criticized, right? right? But still, the amount of money that was made was significantly less than a movie that scored lower that had a predominantly all-white cast, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that movement. How do we flip the switch on that? Right. Where those numbers start to come up and even out. Where our movies of black represented movies about culture and, and even different heritages, they start to move up and be more well respected in Hollywood and where there's not a resistance or people who are not in that culture don't know about that movie. You know, sometimes you just don't see advertisement on it. How do you get that to pick up? I feel like that's still a big struggle that's happening in Hollywood now too. And I would agree to that, uh, you know, since switching the topic from sitcoms to movies, you know, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures was a great movie. Yes. Um, discussing three black mathematicians who mm -hmm. um, pretty much changed the game when it came to the NASA program. Mm -hmm. um, without bringing that to light, you know, things like that we would have never known. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're starting to get opportunities to raise that awareness, to put it out there. Um, but like you said, you know, how many people are actually watching? Because that's what it comes down to. You got to watch, you got to you gotta want to seek that knowledge to, right. you know, be aware versus stereotyping. So mm -hmm. um, I agree with everything Kiki said, you know, mm -hmm. pretty much we got to be able to put it out there more. Definitely. Get, get more people involved to where it's like, like you said, where's the level of respect? Right. Yeah. 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 Get more people who look like the people that are about the stories because you can't just have a, a movie about you know three black mathematicians and no black representation behind the scenes as well right. so uh, let's talk about lack of representation in spaces and how you know um we can create opportunities or support people that are you know creating those spaces in Hollywood and like like Insecure Issa Rae who has uh, kind of you know created her own uh, studio and her own show so like just supporting those uh, you know creative minds uh, how can we do that as listeners as the audience as you know people that watch these shows and yeah. tell Hollywood we want to see this yeah I think that uh, Issa Rae is making a great name for herself, but not only for herself, for black writers as well. I know that um, if you watched any of the behind the scenes of Insecure or the documentary they did to wrap up the series, many of her writers were college students, black college students that she went and hired to be on the show. And now they're leading their own shows coming out in the future. So I think she, what she did was open the door and provide opportunity mm -hmm. and saying, you don't have to have a background and having to do this you know so many times you have to have so many years of experience to write a show before they take you on i think what she did is like you don't have to do to have those years of experience you just need to have the passion and the will to do it and i'll give you a chance um and so i think that's where the door needs to happen it's like we need to start giving people chances to really come in and make a difference and do 
the work that they need to to do right um and I, a perfect example of that i would think of nia da costa who is the first african-american female director she directed the new version of Candyman that just came out last year but she's the first african-american female director to have a number one movie um on the charts right but it was just 2021 and i'm like is that too late is it has it been too late to have a female director winner when are minorities or underrepresented people going to move from the first to being the one of many? Mm -hmm. How do we right. open that opportunity for that? And so doors have to open um, for people of color so that they can go in and to really start making a difference too. Now she's directing the Marvels, um, and, you know, the next superhero movie in 2023. So she opened that, she had that door open for her. So I think it's about opening that door, getting people in, and giving them the opportunity to really do what they need to do. Right. I love how we talked about shining the light on stories that go unnoticed, so you know, historical stories that, like hidden figures and just mercy, but also like fun stories and just like expanding the the mind of you know, uh, this is not just a box that. Uh, you have to be in. You're not, you don't have to just be in this role. You don't have to just, you know, be in the back. You can be um, the, the a trailblazer. And um, I, I wanted to ask about uh, stories for young kids and families. Um, Bobby, you're a father. Uh, what shows or um, movies do you encourage your kids to watch? Um, as far as within our household, we watch all kinds of movies. You know, I, I want them to experience a, a variety of like cultures, etc. So, um, just thinking about that, you, you have Mulan. Um, Mulan, who ties back to Chinese culture. Um, Black Panther, you know, a, a fiction, fictionalized character, but of course, it, it speaks a little bit to to African culture as well as you know the first black superhero. Um, so just things like that. Um, what else? My, my sons, they're involved in, in, in football. So remember the Titans. Um, that's a good movie. That's a classic. I'm like, that's a classic. That's a classic. Yeah. These are things that have transpired over the years, of course, you know, but opportunity. At the end, at the end of the road, there's opportunity. You know, there's presence for opportunity. So I always try to, you know, let them see Maybe this is kind of how things were at one point, but here's what we're transforming. Here's where, you know, first black superhero. Mm -hmm. You have opportunity, you can do whatever you want to do. So those are just a couple of movies I think that, that kind of resonates with me that came out over the last six, seven years mm -hmm. uh, that me and my family would watch. We did downtown, so. Those are some good movies. I actually love all of those. So mm -hmm. I, and I think that's perfect for kids because like you get to see a suit like you say you get to see a superhero someone who's like in power you get to see an amazing story about um you know a football team uh and like an, an amazing coach like and all all the movies with denzel um is there any like um any movies that you guys are looking forward to that maybe we can uh I'll be like uh, on board and excited for it. Well, I do want to add to the kids' movies because I oh. do have two recommendations from a cartoon perspective. Because okay. I think 
Disney is starting to do a really good job at some representation for yes. movies, yes. right? Yes. So I think of already like Zootopia, even though it's all animals, it is yeah. a really good movie to watch with your children to talk about the differences in gender. You know, they separate animals and say these animals are, are criminals and thugs and these animals are the elite and these animals can be police officers, these can't. And I feel like that's a really good movie to watch with children to talk about classism, racism, gender roles, right? And it does a really good job of doing it and portraying that to kids too. Um, and then I know the movie that just came out that everyone's talking about is Encanto, right? I love that. Right? And we don't talk about Bruno. Yes, <laughs> but everybody's talking about Bruno, right? Everybody. Everybody is talking about Bruno. Every time I turn on TikTok, that's all I see. Oh my God. Uh, but I think it does a really good job for the Latinx culture. Um, I heard a lot of people talking about the generational um, hurt that is felt in the movie and the and the passage of what the grandmother wants and compared to what Mary Bell wants, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's a really good movie. And then even Luca, um, which is also another Disney movie that really does hit on some LGBT with having there's two boys that can have a close friendship like that and and you know conquer the world, right? So I think Disney is moving towards doing some really good a good job at some diverse movies for kids to try to get the messages out mm -hmm. as well. Those are some really good movie suggestions. <laughs> are you gonna have your kids watch some of those? Uh, they have. They have watched them. They oh. they they have watched those movies. So we, we what's them. Um yeah. Um, I'm with their kid friendly. Yeah. Parent of course, friendly. Of course, of course. Great movies, great movies to see. <laughs> Well, there you go, folks. I mean, go ahead and watch those, especially Encanto. I mean, I love Encanto. Yeah. So, Tierra, I do have a question yes. for you because okay. I know that you are a younger generation, right? Okay. What kind of has inspired you in the movies, um, you know, when growing up that you saw that maybe hit on some racial tension or gender tension that really made an impact for you? Wow. Um, like, the only the uh, first thing that came to my mind was so Disney Channel used to have like a night where they would have some boys like let's watch a Disney Channel movie were, were y'all mm -hmm. yeah okay y'all were yes. in the name when they yes. came okay I remember <laughs> okay so they have Disney Channel movie night and um for uh, Black History Month there was this movie that they would show all the time and it was about this um white uh, young lady who was an exchange student from I think she was like stop. I remember that movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then, um, so she was um, coming from South Africa, and she was she had a total culture shock, and um, she she was an exchange student in, in a, inside of a black family household. So they were so surprised that it was like a um, you know a white exchange student when they thought they were going to get a, a black exchange student from Africa, and they had this. I think it was something like, um, I, I forget. We'll have to put that in the link. I mean, I don't know how we're gonna get this anymore. But um, I, all I remember is, is that um, relationship between that, you know, that white young woman and the black young woman and how they were trying to become friends, but they had such different ideas of what the world looked like through their eyes. And I think that's something I can say I related to growing up because I, I'm from Houston, so we were like in a melting pot of different cultures, and we all have different types of like uh, outlooks of how life should be. I mean, 
there's people who are, you know, in um, low-income households, and then there's people who are um, in, you know, very affluent neighborhoods, and then you put them together, and then you expect them to kind of like be on one accord, but they have totally different perspectives in life, and, and then put race on top of that, you have like a, um, just like a, an intersection of just uh, problems that, that you have to uh, unpack as a child, and having movies like that helped me unpack just like that racial tension of, and understanding that even if someone is from a different country or if they're a different skin color, that um, that you can still have some uh, friendship and uh, relationship with that person, and, and yeah. you know, just understanding how to communicate to people, and that's one of the things I love about essence learning is that we have safe spaces to discuss discuss conversations around like really tough topics, and I think that that's so important, especially in the workplace, because that's somebody that you're working with every day, uh, most of the time. And, um, so to be able to be with a company that explores those uh, different difficult conversations is so awesome. Yeah I, yeah, I agree with that too. I do remember that movie because it was yeah. shocking because to the family that was black that was getting a, a change student, because they thought they were getting a black exchange student, but yeah. it was really a white girl from South Africa, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. so it was like a big culture Shop yeah. for them, for her, so yeah. Yeah, I bet she was like, what? It sounds familiar to me too, though. You know what? She was also saying, like, I, I think she had like a, like, she was saying the N-word to them or something, and they were like thrown by that. And just to have that, have Disney, that was on Disney Channel, y'all, <laughs> and have Disney talk about, the, like, racial slurs in, uh, on TV, I was, I, that really shocked me. Um, but I'm glad that Disney took a leap and, and shed a light on conversations like that because it happens all the time. And to circle around, as Kiki said, you know, and bring it back, it means outlooks. Right. You know, to still be willing to step out the box and exactly. have that conversation. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that. You have to have those conversations. And I just want to say that this podcast would not be remiss without talking about the passing of Sidney Poitier because I consider him to be like the godfather yes yes the fa- i feel like he's the father of the of the movement of people of color in movies especially dramatic movies right like yeah and i his, i feel like his death got overshadowed because he died closely to betty white right so everybody was talking about that but yeah i when i think about who is really that one person that I think of? Because I remember my dad used to watch his movies when I wake up on Saturday morning. House guests would be playing and other, you know. So I always think Sidney Poitier, he was the first one to win an Oscar. Um, and so I always think he really did open that door. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see that. You know, uh, one of the first movies that I've seen with, like you said, an all white cast who introduced a black man into the house having that relationship with his daughter it was like whoa taboo you know? right yeah, yeah. Whoa. so um I, I can agree with that that's awesome um so we are so excited that we actually got to have this conversation with you guys um and i just wanted to kind of wrap it up by talking about one of the um the 
things that essence learning values the most is live, living life intentionally. That's actually our mission and vision. You can look that up on www.essencelearning.net and look at our four eyes. So um, our four eyes is inclusion, integrity, influence, and insight. So we had such a great insightful conversation. Did you guys want to leave the listeners with anything else today? I just want to say that it is okay to explore different movies of different cultures. I've watched movies that are only in French. I watched sometimes TV shows in Korean and um, J uh, Japanese. I mean, Netflix is a great place to go to see some shows of some different cultures. They even have it broken down. Um, they even have stuff out right now for. Um, I know for Black History Month, and they do that all the time, some Black-inspired films. So I just wanted to say that it is okay to watch films that are maybe don't directly deal with you, and there's also some great documentaries for the LGBTQ community as well. Um, and uh, the only way that you can really diversify yourself and be more inclusive is to learn about other cultures, mm -hmm. right? And so you have to take that, you have to take charge and, and do that. Speaking. Yeah. those opportunities so kind of like Kiki said um, you know by by tuning in to get an understanding of other cultures what you're doing is you're opening the door to learn more about different races different ethnic groups etc um, and if, if we continue to talk about bridging the gap you have to understand who you're dealing with you know not to stereotype anybody as a certain type of way or a certain type of person we're all different but at the same time those movies help in most cases, bring you closer to the culture for understanding. Right. So take yes. a chance at it. Take a chance at it. Open those so doors. Good. Now's that time. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That is so good. Thank you guys so much. Let's go uh, grab some popcorn and <laughs> head to the movies. All right. Um, you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And be sure to go to www.essencelearning.net and yes. subscribe because we have some great perspective newsletters where you can catch articles like this. Um, Kiki wrote an amazing article that you can go check out to um, uh, get some more insight about the um, movies and TV shows that we mentioned today. Hope you guys have a great day and check you next time. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.